0: Everybody, welcome to episode 315 the bite me podcast we got Dylan here today say hey Dylan that's a big number it's a it big kind of number. surprises Dylan... me
1: every time like I'm just like I know, right that number seems bigger than it was last week
0: Probably I uh... it is. but um... <laughs> it's fair it, it is it is fair I was talking to someone today and and uh about the podcast and I'm like yeah 315 episodes and I'm like dang yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah and then you're like well how many years is that and it's like A lot, like a lot, yeah. Over five, right?
0: I'm looking at at Dylan's video right now, and Dylan looks like he's got like a Scholastic Book Fair going on in his background. Is that what you're doing, Dylan? Are you like raising money for the PTO? Um,
1: Yeah, no, um, I've kind of been organizing. It's RPG books and manga and other books.
0: Dylan's got books, yo.
1: Lots of books. I I've been like scoring It, it. Escalated very quickly like I found Some like good <laughs> craigslist deals where people were Like yep the whole series Like 20 plus books for I mean I don't Know probably like 25 or 30 percent Of what nice. you buy it for kind of like Major yeah. deal or at least half Of what you'd buy it for kind of thing and Then I don't know Some good sales through the year and it's just like well
0: Okay <laughs> Got a lot of books yeah, now Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of reorganizing, so that, like the kitchen table is just covered and stuff. And fair enough, well, I just like that you got
0: books. Yeah, so. Colby is here, and he does not have books. I don't actually know if Colby can read. Can you read, nope. Cole? Nope. No. I don't think so. Could you what ever do you think read? The show notes, or just you know? I send Colby show notes every week. He's like, "This is just gibberish. Why? Why do you keep doing this?" I have to uh, convert it into webdings, so at least there's pictures. <laughs> So at least there's pictures. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Colby and I played the same game today, this week, and it kind of sucked. It did um, suck. <laughs> We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, the other game I played kind of sucked, too. It was not a great week for gaming. We'll just leave it at that. Actually, we will not leave it at that. We're going to talk about it in great detail. Uh, we got news. We're talking about video game prices going up. Um, and this article that I, I grabbed this from actually is really interesting because they make the, the kind of – point i guess if you will that video games are are going up but like they lag behind inflation like a shocking amount like video games should be so much more than they are right now i tell you
2: i remember like super nintendo games being like 60 to 90 Uh dollars like and that was in 1994
0: uh-huh, exactly that. So don't feel bad about paying 70 bucks for a video game. Uh, CD Projekt Red settled their cyberpunk lawsuit, which is, at this point in the game, just kind of weird. Like, I know why there was a lawsuit, but it seems like at some point in time, they should have just be able to say, but we made it better. Why? Why Just go away. But apparently that did not happen. Uh, Sony says the PlayStation shortage is over, which is good news if you want a PlayStation. Uh, I, I... Ran across some stuff about a really handy Steam feature that most people don't know about. I certainly did not. I've used, like, third-party things to do something that apparently is built into Steam. We'll talk about that. Uh, ZeniMax employees just formed the largest video game union in existence. I mean, there's only, like, five. So that's not, like, saying a lot, but it's good news. And a PS2 emulator dev calls it quits after death threats, as you should. Uh, we also have a couple of questions. We got uh, cheap free games. Uh, Game Pass is there's something wrong with Game Pass. I'm afraid Game Pass is broken, guys. i um, oh, no. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk about all that stuff. But we'll start with what we've been playing. Did you play anything, Dylan?
1: Um, I played a little bit of Fall Guys, uh, kind of had a oh, busy nice. week. Um, however, I was at my uh, at my friend's house this weekend, and I figure I'll talk about something since I have the floor. Yeah, talk about something. Um, and I sat down and watched uh, a movie, which is not something I usually do that often anymore, just because like, I don't find myself sitting down uninterrupted for about two hours or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I kind of like that when I watch movies. I really like... Watch movies. I don't like put movies on and multitask. Um, that's what cartoons are for. Um,
0: Dylan and I are the exact opposite of people. Yeah, but that's cool.
1: um So we actually, I, I went up to uh, visit one of my best friends in Bellingham because um, I had some work up there this weekend, and um, we actually i did a double feature, which is even wilder. I I don't remember the last time I watched two movies back to back. We started with Clue. Um, it's
0: a good show, which
1: is a great movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, and i I had no. It was kind of like watching it for the first time. It had been yeah, that yeah, long, yeah, yeah. Um, and to to say that um, they they made a movie based on a board game that is it even watchable hey, now, is crazy. Battleship, right? Battleship we, then i movie. i that's a so that's a quick aside um we then looked up like what other movies were based on like board games and there's not a lot um they filled out the list with like documentaries about like monopoly and board games and i was uh, like that's stupid cheaters. but it's basically Weegee. it's basically ouija the other ouija uh, battleship, battleship clue and dungeons and dragons i think that's about it um
0: so not there seems like a reach. <laughs>
1: um so there's really not a lot. Um Anyway, I was just thinking like clue being a decent like a watchable movie by itself is an achievement. But that movie is actually pretty good and I think it has aged really well. Um other than like if Kit Tim Curry wasn't in that movie, I don't think it would work at all. He carries it on his back. Um and by the time you get to the end, you're like Wow, that was a really solid finale to that movie, um, um and it, it it does start off a little slow, which is why I was like, "Is this bad?" Um, it, <laughs> this kind of the way it sets up, and they're it, it, towards the end when they're kind of getting into the last sequence, I'm like, oh, I think they probably could have edited maybe a couple minutes out of this, but I mean, overall. Like, I was very satisfied at the end of the movie. Um, But then we followed it up with a newer movie. Um, And I kind of just want to talk about it because I do recommend um, anyone that's kind of into horror movies and stuff. Um, Barbarian, uh, which came out in, like, September. Um, Very worth a watch. I I won't say much about it because I think the less you know, the better. Because it it takes uh it has a it has good turns in there that um you're not necessarily expecting unless you hear um something about the movie but the base premise for the movie is what happens when you show up in an airbnb and someone's already staying there uh because you got double booked on like two different two different services right so if like someone booked it on Verbo and someone booked it on Airbnb and there was a mix up and two people were supposed to show up um, at the same time. Um, however, there's a little extra to that is like, now what happens if it's in a crappy neighborhood because the movie is set in Detroit, um, in a crummy part of Detroit. Um, that doesn't,
0: that's m- just Detroit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which doesn't, doesn't actually matter a lot other than, um I don't know, just it helps flavor it and kind of make it spooky. it's a shortcut for right. a bad neighborhood. again, like I'm not I don't want to spoil too much about it because like I said, it's worth a watch and I don't want to take any of those surprises away from anyone who would watch it. Um, but definitely give it a go like I have some nit- nitpicks about it, but that's about it other than that is a pretty fresh uh horror movie. I don't I, I I wasn't particularly scared by it as much as it it was a little bit more like thrilling and suspenseful to me than it was scary. So if you're really like if you're really not into like being scared and like it's also not particularly like gory or anything. So and I think that's why it works um so well is it it doesn't have to rely on those things. It's not really a I don't know, like, torture porn kind of movie or anything. Um, I kind of got a little bit of, like... um, I don't know. like almost want to compare it to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the way that a lot of the movie's lit. Like, it's not... We're not, like, poking around in the dark. Like, there is definitely scenes in the dark. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is 95% daytime and, like, 5% nighttime. This movie... I don't know might be a 50 50 split like it starts at night but a lot of the movie does happen during the day and there's a lot of stuff that takes place outside of that kind of um again it's hard to talk about too much without getting into like spoiler territory but um just like this the the scariness doesn't come from like uh the darkness of it as much as like just what's going on and um and uh, a lot of this stuff does have, like, I don't know, like, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot because it's, I don't know, it doesn't, like, it's not, you when you think back to that movie, you might think, oh, this guy's just ripping people up with chainsaws and stuff, but that's really not, I don't know what the later ones were like, but that original movie isn't like that. A lot of the kills are very mild, um, and when they show them on screen, you're like, whoa, because it's kind of like, the dude just hit him with a hammer, and, like, that was it. Like, there's not blood shooting anywhere because... Kind of like that's not really what would happen if you, like, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but, like, when you just whack someone with a hammer, like, I don't think there's a lot of, there's not necessarily blood and gore spurting around the same way as if you shot someone's artery. I don't know, with a high caliber rifle or something, that might be a little messier, Um, but it kind of has this, like, gnarly gritty realism so that's kind of what I'm trying to compare here Um, and I think that's the sense I got is it was a really clean horror movie um, which I think it will hold up well over time because it doesn't it doesn't go into that really like grotesque territory or anything like that which I think is that's kind of like there's people that like those kind of movies but then there's people that just like movies that can enjoy a horror movie if it kind of exists in that space without pushing the boundaries i guess um because i like if i watch a horror movie I'm like uh this is cool but it's 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 a little too much like it doesn't really bother me but it's like this is definitely like for a horror crowd it's not uh it's not a average person movie necessarily but anyway watch barbarian um i don't know exactly where it's might might be streaming um I don't know if it's on a service. Um, I think it might be, um, but I probably should have looked that up because I'm giving a recommendation. Um, I'm gonna see I got if I can pull it up real quick.
0: You can stream it on HBO Max okay. or Direct TV. Okay, HBO Max. Yeah. I th- that that was my guess for four
1: dollars on Amazon. Also, that. um and. I, I would definitely say it's worth four dollars. So, um, watch it. I think you'll you'll probably enjoy it if you're into anything adjacent to that. Obviously, if you don't like any horror movies, I don't don't
0: necessarily watch be, it. But be careful with your recommendations, Dylan. Like that's gonna get on the back of the D V D cover there. Right. Dylan says it's worth four dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um I
1: would say it does it does have some pretty gnarly themes though. Um because I am giving a recommendation, like um again i don't want to spoil it because the 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 turns it makes are good um but it does tackle some kind of like pretty gnarly subject matter except it it's all it's pretty much all implied and it's not really shown on screen in any graphic way Um, which is again why i think this movie works really well is because the the way it implies it kind of builds the whole background of what's going on without needing to show you um um it's showing you by just like hints and the implications of of okay i i got i i know exactly what's going on and i'm glad they didn't show me anymore um but just that way
0: you're you're kind of
1: aware going in
0: um i think i think dylan really buried the lead by not just starting out with this is a horror movie in which justin long stars right um that that's a very important this thing and tusk me. listen uh, to god yeah. Tusk is such a good movie yeah
1: and justin mm. long is great in this movie um <laughs>
0: he's, he's such a weird he's, actor. A, he's
1: a pretty likable unlikable character um just because i think justin long is kind of a, a he's a likable person like he, i think he's just yeah. a uh um and and you like to hate him and you kind of like him and you're kind of like Again, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin the movie. Um, but the other performance by uh, Bill Skarsgård um, mm-hmm. is pretty good um, as well. Um, I'll leave it at that because if I start saying any more, I'm giving, I, I feel like I'm giving too much away. Because um, it, it very much um, works on, I think, going in kind of blind. Um, I knew very little about it. Um, I knew a little bit more than what I'm saying um, now, kind of, but um, definitely, definitely check it out on HBO Max or
0: whatever it is. Sounds good, man. Uh, while while we're talking about movies, uh, I watched Glass Onion this weekend, and if you liked Knives Out, you will probably like Glass Onion. It was a lot of fun, so that's on Netflix. That's all I'm gonna say, though. What movie do you recommend, Cole? what's What's your What's your off the cuff movie pick? Um,
2: I watched uh, Headshot this week, or half of Headshot, and if you like uh, Indonesian action movies, it's
0: uh, pretty decent. Something tells me that the, like, Venn diagram, it's not a Venn diagram, but, like, you're like people that like Knives Out and then people that like Indonesian action movies. Like, something tells me one of those bubbles is, is significantly I,
2: smaller. I don't think so, because I like The Raid. Is, I mean, The Raid is very good, but i just got to think... You've never seen The Raid.
0: Yeah, I watched it with you. Oh, did you? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anyway. I don't anyway. remember this. I'm pretty sure I did, but whatever. <laughs> go go watch Hully's Indonesian action movie. Go watch Glass I mean, Onion.
2: don't watch Headshot. Go watch The Raid, The Raid, the raid. 2. Um... The Night Comes for Us? Is that the other one? I can't remember. the, the there's, there's just like Headshot was probably the, the weakest of the ones yeah. I've seen.
0: I saw the Raid and the Raid 2 with you. so I don't but think I, you did because I haven't owned
2: the Raid 2 except real recently. Huh,
0: maybe not. Anyway, uh, video games. We should talk yeah. about those next. Do you want to talk about what you played, Cole? Besides Stranded Deep <clears clears> or <throat> <throat> Stranded Deep Together? Um,
2: I put, and it is the night comes for us. That one was actually really good. Um, so I beat bladed fury, um, which I think I talked about last week. Um, it is side scrolling platformer hack and slash kind of game. And, uh, it was on games with gold, I think this month or last month, or it might be the one that, you know, goes over into this month. Um, it's, it's good. It's not like anything mind blowing. If you need, 5 hours of a game to just kind of mindlessly kill people and I am sure there is a story but I have no idea what it is. Um it it's it's fun. Um it's not too challenging but it's just challenging enough that uh, I enjoyed it. Um let's see. I also played a little bit of Watch Dogs too. Um I was looking for a game. I I wanted like some sort of kind of open world, you know, shooty, shooty bang, bang game. And, uh, I started watch dogs Two, And I just could not get into that game. Um, it, it, I, I, I I have no idea what it is, but like after about two hours, I'm like, I'm not having fun. Um, I, I, I I wish I could tell you what didn't, (laughs)
0: do it for me but there was
2: just something about that game that i was like
0: i'm good i that's too bad i actually bought that like on like an after like this is back in the day when i was like i don't know cheap games i heard it's good i might as well buy it like i own a physical copy of that game that i bought like right after christmas like three years ago probably and i was like i really want to play this game it was right before watchdogs 3 came out i'm like oh, i hear man. great things about it and I've I don't even know if I've ever even taken the shrink wrap off of it people like it's on game bucks pass yeah. So. Uh, yeah exactly so I don't know
2: um it might like it's one of those things that your mileage may a hundred percent vary and it may be that like I don't know a year from now I'm like oh, I'll try it again yeah I might people not love that just've so. been in the mood for that type of game um but like it did not <laughs> like usually if I put two hours into a game and I'm just like ah, don't want to play this anymore like that's a pretty you know good indication that it's just not uh, not doing it for me yeah. so instead I played uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Um, I was trying to decide between that and Origins and I figured Odyssey being the newest one at least on Game Pass I'd give that one a go and I can tell you that within two hours of that I'm like oh I really enjoy this game Um, it's really fun I have not played an Assassin's Creed game since Assassin's Creed in like 2006 um, so they've they've changed a lot since then. Um, like so when I played Assassin's Creed originally, I did it on Cliff's standard definition TV and if you'd played, Assassin's Creed on a standard definition TV, you could not read the text. Um, It was unreadable. And so I beat all of Assassin's Creed without knowing you could counter, um, (laughs) which is really difficult. Like that is a pretty much like something you do in that game a lot is counter. And I managed to somehow beat Assassin's Creed without countering ever because I had no idea how to do it because I didn't read the like little tutorial text that told you to do that. Um, but I want to just like, so I, I want to like dog on, uh, breath of the wild a little bit here <laughs> because like in playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the thing that I'm comparing it the most to is breath of the wild. And I don't know why, but like I was climbing in Assassin's Creed. I'm like, Oh, like this is so much cooler when you don't have to worry about stamina for some reason. <laughs> like you can just climb a mountain. And you don't have to go like, ah oh, man, I could only make it up ten feet because I don't have stamina. Um, none of my weapons break. And I know that it's unfair to like, you know, compare a game that came out two years after Breath of the Wild. But like It's close enough that I'm like, they didn't need to add a bunch of this stuff because it's just so much more fun when you're just let loose into a thing and you don't have to worry about all these little nitpicky things. Um, there's quite a few things that I'm like, oh yeah, Breath of the Wild did this and this is so much better than that game. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's it's one of those things to me where like, like I get the concept of stamina. I really do. But like it's implemented so poorly in games. You know, like I, I'm like... I think the thing is, is stamina in video games like makes me feel real good about myself because I'm like that in shape person can't run any further than I can.
2: Like that special forces guy can run thirty feet and is huffing and puffing. I
0: can run thirty feet, 30 up, feet. And up too. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean you look at Zelda, like or Link, I guess, he's like an adventurer, like professionally. He fights things, he can do all sorts of acrobatic rolling shit, but he can't climb like 20 feet without going like oh no. You know, like it's like you can't run for I mean like I can't run for distance. Like I, I but I mean I'm not a professional anything that needs running. But you know, you play these characters and I'm like, this person looks like they should be in shape, at very least this person weighs 150 pounds less than I do like it looks like they should be able to like jog lightly for a little bit but nah. No, like well and that's where and I'm stamina gonna breaks down for me
2: the nail in Breath of the Wild's coffin is that I saw a giant statue of Zeus who was naked and just you know letting it hang out in the breeze and I'm like I wonder if I can climb on that and the answer is in fact yes you can hang from Zeus's <laughs> dong
0: does it have handles? and no, no, no! You're just, just. Does yours have handles, Dylan?
1: No handholds, like. Oh, are there hand... Specific handholds on that statue. <laughs> nope,
0: nope. You I thought just... you said handles. I'm like, no, Dylan. That's not how they work, man. <laughs>
2: uh, but but when you do climb on it, the the character in game goes like, "I'm not sure I should be on this," which I did greatly enjoy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm like probably seven hours into it and uh, I'm off of the main island. I got myself a boat. I'm going around fighting other boats and it's it's real fun. Yeah. Um nice. It was one of those games that I saw was like sixty hours long and I'm like, I'm not gonna beat this but I'll I'll give it some time. And after played it for like seven hours I'm like, maybe I'll beat this. I don't know. Like I'm having a good time. Stabbing people and I don't know, climbing yep.
0: Zeus's dong and yeah. I just want all of those games to be, like, 20, 20 hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering if it's Beatable been Beatable lo- in 20 hours. I'm wondering if it's been long enough that I would enjoy one again. Because I played, like, the first two and maybe... Maybe I finished the third one. I don't know. Or I played Brotherhood. I don't know. I played the first run of them, but then I have not played one since. Yeah, I, same. I-, I think I downloaded... Uh, valhalla is that what
2: it is oh so that yeah. i
1: i dabbled Aww. on back black flag because i wanted to to like it because i really like the pirate thing but um then i was like i don't think i'm ready for this i think i've i've still played too much assassin's greed mm. i'm i'm gonna get burnt out on this quick but that was also the time when like far cry was doing the same like uh-huh. it was like all these games are a little too every ubisoft and I was game like, was doing that i was like i can't really get into this right now i'm gonna like hate it um Yeah. Or it's going to it's just going to feel tiresome. Um, But I definitely like I I remember loving Assassin's Creed, like especially this. The first one was great. The second one was even better because they just tightened it up. It was almost the same Uh game, though, but it was just better.
2: Um, Yeah, I played a little bit of the second one. And I remember I, I played the first one and then played like maybe an hour of the second one and remember, remember going like, Oh wow, this is way better. Yeah. But then because I had just played the yeah, first one, yeah, it's I I like went the to the same. second one. I'm like, I don't want to spend another, you know, yeah. 30 yeah. hours doing the exact same right. thing.
1: However, like I love like the combat in those games. Like I love the really simple, like hack slash and like counter mm-hmm. and the same thing yep. that like the Batman games do like that. And a uh, shadow of Mordor, they have almost yeah. the same combat system. And I, love that like because it's it's like you get the feeling of doing cool combat and it you have to pay attention a little bit especially if, if like you could probably kind of mash through it a little bit unless you over mash i think um but it's not it's not dark souls but it like yeah has enough satisfaction when you're when you pay attention and, and look for the counter cues and that kind of stuff and you look cool doing it because you're flipping over and you're stabbing people uh-huh. in the back and it's it's very satisfying
2: and you you always get that like end finishing move when it's the last person you're like i had to stab uh, that guy right in his throat yeah <laughs> um, so that was always cool so yeah
1: i definitely should should try one of these again
2: yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I, I was using my Elite controller, which the RB and LB on it work, like, I would say at about 75%, um, but you do everything with the LB-RB, and so, like, there was this big bad guy that, like, I had to go fight and just got my ass handed to me, and I'm like, well, shit, and so I switched my old controller that the LB and RB work 100 percent fine and just like breezed through it. I'm like, okay, so I do need to like be able to counter in this game. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I'm I'm liking it. So I should give one of those a go. Uh, I don't. I really wanted to play Valhalla, but I don't want to buy it. Yeah. I think the last one I played was eventually
0: hit. Yeah, game pass. Pass. I the last one I played was Origins, and I played like. 15 hours of origins and then and it kind of resolves itself and i was like oh this game's great and then they're like ah but you haven't killed the baddest guy yet it was literally (laughs) like this like you're you're trying to kill uh i don't remember what he did but like it's like you kill these guys and you have to kill these like three people and then like the game kind of goes closes off and i'm like oh cool and then it goes "Mm, actually there's 13 more people that have to die and i'm like you did one 14th they... of the game. <laughs> I'm like, do they really? Because C- won't they get
2: the message that I killed that one guy, and maybe they'll like, you know, straighten up and fly right? I don't know. Right? right. Yeah, I don't know. I just I threaten them real honest...
1: good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I like, don't want to like, draw.
2: If, if I, like, there was 14 guys with me, and one of them just got like a you know like hidden blade straight through the neck, I'd be like, well, I don't want that
0: to happen. Maybe I should just be nicer. And, and, like, <clears throat> I know that the the point of that game is sneaking. Man, that game's got, like, too much sneaking. I just I get real bored with the sneaking. So. You don't have to sneak. Well, I kind of have kinda to. It's kind of like
2: Hitman, where you can sneak, and you just kind of take out as many guys as you can while sneaking, and then eventually someone's like, hey, there's a pile of corpses over there. Maybe I should go look at it. And then you just go like, well, time to, you know, it's time to do some
0: counters. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's maybe I'm just not good enough for the combat. I don't know. Anyway. Uh I played some soccer story this week and like that I'm 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 close to beating that game, like probably in the last like three or four hours. But I don't know if I'm gonna. Like, there's there's just a bunch of like mini games that this this game really wants you to do that are not fun and are really hard. Um they're just not not super enjoyable. So I don't know. I, I like literally like quit out of frustration playing it, which is never, never, never a good sign. So I, we'll, we'll see, but I don't have high, super high hopes for soccer story. Um The other game Colby and I played is stranded deep. It's a game pass game that came out last week. I want to say, and yep. I don't want to say I had like high hopes for it, but like, survival co-op games are not super common and so fun enough yeah it looked fun enough and man it wasn't (laughs) so the the game is that you are on a private jet i guess and the private jet crashes and leaves you on an island and literally that's the setup for the game you're on an island and i'm like what do i do next they're like I don't know. What would you do if you were trapped on an island? island Probably die real fast. Honestly, (laughs) Um, it doesn't really tell you how to craft. Doesn't really tell you what you need to craft. Doesn't tell you how to not die of starvation or thirst. It just like kind of expects you to figure it out, Um, which I, I mean, I guess is fine, but I, Colby, like, immediately fell out of a, a palm tree, broke his leg, and just, like, spent the rest of our time playing with a broken leg because we didn't know how to heal it um, and just died. And, and If you when, jump it, you lose health because yeah, your leg's and, broken. And so Colby's laying dead on the beach, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess you'll probably just respawn, right? He's like, I don't think so like i'm i think i'm, I'm just i'm
2: not respawning I'm i just... think i'm just
0: dead and so he like leave and then he couldn't come back we had to like both leave and and restart and it just i don't think i've ever played a game that was just so obtuse in what it wanted you to do like there was no Knock down a tree. Use this tree to make a hatchet, and then
2: use... I made a hammer. And we could not figure out what to use the hammer on. Like, there's a pile of rocks that needed to be broken, and you'd think like, huh, I've got a hammer to do that. Nope, need a pickaxe. Nope. Did, did, <laughs> did, yeah, didn't. There's I, no pickaxe. I built a hammer, and like literally, I'm like, I don't know what I do with this. Like, I.
0: But like the the other problem is is the island it drops you on is very small. I mean like I mean if you had to guess how big that island is called like maybe maybe a hundred yards straight across. Maybe uh-huh. um completely round, but there's like extremely the size
2: of a very small park.
0: Yeah, there's like extremely limited resources on it too though. <laughs> which means that like the only way to get water um in the game is without doing a huge amount of construction is to drink coconut water. And like, first of all, the game does not tell you how to do this. So you have to climb up a palm tree, grab a coconut. It it tells you in the loading screen if you notice it. Oh, I did not. Um, So you climb up a a palm tree, grab a... Don't fall. Yeah, don't fall. Grab the coconut down and then hit it with your knife which opens it up so you can drink the the water out of it. It, Like the water out of coconut will refill one of your six thirst blocks, I guess. Um, But if you drink too much coconut water, you get sick and throw up, um, which makes you more thirsty. If you eat too much coconut, you get sick and throw up. Oh, no, you poop yourself. Oh, right. I forgot. Because I did that a lot because I thought it was funny. The only other thing to eat on the island are crabs and fish, both of which need to be cooked. Um and so if you have not made fire yet, you're screwed. Um but by the time Colby and I figured out that between the both of us we were essentially deforesting this very tiny island, there was no there were no coconuts left. And so we and both given up. <laughs> yeah, we both literally just died of thirst. I figured out how to build a like rainwater collection thing, but it took, like it wasn't easy. It wasn't like one of the first things you build. I had to build a loom first in order to make cloth uh, because we used our like two pieces of cloth to make... A belt like I had to use one of them to build a belt which enabled me to make the loom and I think we used I don't remember what we used the other one for but like it was a multi-step have to collect all these things process to build this water thing that only really gathered water when it rained and There was just too many steps and like it's one of those things that now like Colby and I played three hours of it so if we went back now we would be able to do a better job at surviving, but nothing in that game made me want to do a better job at surviving. Um I like finally figured out how like we'd we'd cook crab, which first of all, like you eat crab raw. I don't understand why I had to cook crab. Like it's it's so weird. But um like we'd eat it and then like you'd throw up and we're like, why? I cooked it. And it's not it was just that we didn't cook it long enough. You have to cook crab for like, I don't know, Three, four, five minutes of real time in order for crab to be cooked over a fire, I guess. Um, like I got a bunch of fish, but couldn't figure out what to do with them because I like I couldn't eat them. I couldn't cook them. And they're like, you have to skin the fish first, which you like stab them and blood goes everywhere. I'm like, have you ever seen inside a fish? They are not full of blood. Um and one of them was like, what are those, those like angel fish? I'm like, those are poisonous. I don't think you should eat that, but you can. Um just really janky and weird and, like, not, not buggy exactly, but not, not buggy, more more just like, it felt like a game made, it's not, it doesn't, it didn't feel indie, it felt like, like I'd been scammed somehow, maybe like, <laughs> like, like it was maybe a game put together using like Unreal Four assets, and then they're like, "Here's a game," and, and like it wasn't done. I, I don't know. It it was maybe, maybe maybe that's more. It is. It felt like a game that was in like their very first round of early access, Um, but that game is not in early access. It's in theory done. So. I don't know, it's been not,
2: released for like several years it's been on my wish list for a long time
0: not like I guess if you really like I guess what I would say is if you're looking for a co-op survival game play Grounded Um, maybe play Ark, have you ever played Ark Cole? a little bit maybe we should try Ark, um, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a single player survival game just play Subnautica, go,
2: yeah go play Subnautica
0: it's or the way Long dark. better yeah Yeah, so it's not a fan, not a fan. Anyway, that's fine uh let's talk about patreon thank you to our wonderful patrons we appreciate each and every one of you if you'd like to be a patron you can go to patreon.com bite me podcast if you are a producer level patreon patron uh that's a ten dollar a month donation to our lovely podcast we say your name so big shout outs to alan Schulte, joe cole jr anonymous and rich deacon thank you for uh helping keep the lights on here at bite me podcast hq Uh, And as well to all of our other patrons, we appreciate every single one of you. Again, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Dylan, it is time for news. Yeah, news. All right. So uh, first up, video game prices. I think we've all seen... uh, I think PlayStation was kind of the first ones in the water, raising first-party PlayStation games to $70. Uh, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Xbox are all kind of uh, either have already raised to $70 um, or are, are planning on doing it you know, relatively soon. Uh, but this, this is an interesting article on IGN. It's called uh, Pay More to Play, Why Video Game Prices Could Rise in 2023. Uh, kind of makes the... Uh, the argument that maybe video game prices aren't as expensive as we think they are. Uh, they, they give the point that the Nintendo entertainment system, uh, in, let's see when it launched, uh, was $180 and the average game cost 45. So adjusted for inflation, the NES would cost $432 and 71 cents, which is uh, about what you'd expect, I guess, to pay for a, like a, a system these days, you know. Um, I guess you know when you when you look at the Series X versus the Series S versus the you know PlayStation all digital or whatever. You know you're going to pay between three hundred and five hundred dollars, I guess, for for a new system. So that one's that's about on par. Um, but the games at forty five dollars a piece would now cost uh, a hundred and eight dollars and eighteen cents. Um, so, like, you know, video games, $45 in 19... When did the NES come out? Like, 83? Is that right? 85? 84? 85. yeah no, it
2: didn't get, like, a wide release until, I think, like, a year later.
0: Yeah, you know, are really not as expensive as you think they are. Where a $40 game in 1990 is really about just under $90 today, whereas a $70 game in 2020 is is really not you know that bad um all things considered today I, I think today. it's
2: chrono trigger that the original price on yeah it was well over $100 right it was either 90 or 110 i can't remember or no so it was 84.99
0: yeah yeah and so, so i mean that's in easily $200 94 95 yeah. yeah they make the argument that if um, if games were in 1990 priced at about $45. Um games should actually be costing um about about $90 now. So like 70 bucks like it seems expensive but when you really kind of look at, you know, buying power um it's not it's not terrible. And I mean, granted the difference between video games in 1980 or 1990 even versus today is they don't have things like loot boxes. They don't have, um, you know, paid DLC as much as they did then. I mean, like starting into the nineties, you're starting to see, you know, the concept of paid DLC. Um, but you know, companies that build video games are significantly larger budgets of video games are significantly larger. Like, I don't think a lot of people really figure you know, think about the fact that, um, You know, a video game these days. uh, According to Jason Schreier, he says that a a AAA video game costs about ten thousand dollars per person per month, and a game like you know Assassin's Creed Valhalla has a thousand people working on it. So, like the churn and the burn of you know making a video game is a lot. And I like we don't. I think it's interesting that they don't really. You don't hear a lot of companies talk about like what their budgets are for video games like we do movies like movies have a very clear you know this movie costs 250 million dollars to make and it needs to make 750 million dollars in order to break even like you don't really hear that kind of stuff about video games but video games cost these days a lot to make do you do either of you guys know like why that information is so readily available for movies like it, I think, it's,
2: I think because it's a longer timeline for a video game. A video game takes like you know, what three years is kind of or two two to three years on that kind of timetable, and so I think it's spread out more than a movie, which may take you know a year. And also, I think that you know you've got, uh, you've got more of a fixed budget than well, you I... might.
0: Even more so, though. I'm just curious why why do we know that information about movies? Like, why is how much a movie costs to make, like, public information. It seems very weird. It's, like, oh, yeah. one of the very few things that, like, they're like, yeah, it costs $250 million to make. Yeah. Like, why do they tell us?
1: <laughs> that is interesting. I mean, I think it's just, I don't know, is it just a part of the movie culture? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I. It's interesting because it's, like, there's so much of... Um like i don't know if it's just something that's like pulled from the trades right yeah. like there's so much yeah. insider information like you know who passed on this script who um um what actor was thought of yeah. for like you know so much information about movies i don't know cuz yeah. it's just a part of that but yeah. yeah why the the budget is so public i don't i'm not quite sure it's just weird um, right
0: like I can't think of another industry where they like publicly say it costs this much um outside of like like i will say that like uh wondered if it has to do with unions it could be union it could be i don't know like it it, like say theme parks like often they will announce how much like you know cars land cost a billion dollars because they will tell you that cars land cost a billion dollars or they're doing a 250 million dollar expansion to something right
2: uh i I wonder if because of things like unions and stuff that it is more of like a public knowledge and so you just know that. Whereas with, you know, video game stuff, there's just not a lot of unionization. Um, Man, this would be a good segue. If all the people working on... The movie are
1: right, so it's like from financial people down yeah. to the people that are on set or whatever you yeah, know about
2: it, and it's just become like a well known thing, yeah. and so like you just kind of are expected to know that, or not expected to know that, it's but just, you know, it it's, is, it's
1: it is known, it's right? to be released, it's expected, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. Uh, uh anyway, I have, oh, go ahead.
1: I have another, like if we're done kind of wrapping that up, I have a quick yeah, side about the uh, I thought of it when you initially introed the the show and and teased this the segment but i was listening to the video archives podcast which is uh, relatively new i think there's only like 13 episodes or whatever but it's quentin tarantino and roger avery who co-wrote pulp fiction with tarantino interesting um but they do a podcast and video archives is the video store where quentin worked um before i think during like while he was writing reservoir dogs trying to and um, when he wrote true romance and reservoir dogs and and finally made the movie and then became the big director with pulp fiction like that was sure. the video story he worked out and that's how he met roger avery who he wrote pulp fiction with um anyway the concept for the podcast is when video archives went out of business or whatever uh, Quentin bought the entire library of movies so he he has the entire video archives at his house or whatever his home theater uh, however it is but he also I think has all of he has the whole database of everything that they ever rent blah 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 blah. anyway um, so every episode they take three tapes and they watch them as is like they watch the tapes they do not find the movie from the archives and then go stream it anywhere they watch the tapes as they were presented with that specific release from that specific distributor um he starts by like reading the back of the box and these are kind of obscure movies not necessarily um like they watched uh in like the second episode of those i think it was the second episode they watched moonraker the james bond in space movie <laughs> um but it got interesting background like James Bond in space pretty much exists because of star Wars coming out in 77 big sci-fi hit no movie companies were making sci-fi movies. So they're like, Holy crap, we got to make sci-fi movies, which is why it didn't all the sci-fi movies didn't hit until 79 is because they already had 1978 planned But Star Wars shook it up so much that by 1979, you have this big boom in sci-fi with with Alien and uh, Moonraker and all these sci-fi movies finally happened because they couldn't get these movies off the ground fast enough. Otherwise, they would have to get get that money. Anyway, uh, that's kind of a tangent. Um, I brought this up because uh, kind of, uh, I think her name's Gala, who is Roger Avery's daughter. She's kind of like the announcer- uh through the episode and ties the pieces of the the episode together kind of the producer i guess but she will um tell you she like purchases the movie after they watch it and she watches it and also gives input too it's pretty it's pretty good um but she also says like i bought the movie on ebay for five dollars like she found a vhs of it but um she also says that video archives purchased the tape in this year for like 60 70 80 dollars or whatever the price was and yeah, i was like yeah, yeah. wow vhs tapes were 80 yep. dollars right which is it's just kind of crazy like i have no real context text for that because i don't think the number of new vhs tapes i was like conscious of buying was probably a as close to zero as i can imagine that's um, so th-
0: that's Probably
1: rental copies, though, which are yeah, more that's expensive. The no, I copy. just Googled it. VHS really? tapes in the 80s could be as high as like $60 yeah. to $80. Some of them were. Because yeah, that's what I thought, too. So expensive. I'm sure there's a range um, because I did think that, too. So I'm not quite sure I'd have to do a little bit more research on what... But I, I understand, like, just, like, old games and stuff were, like, there was a time where they could have been m- maybe even more expensive than they are now, right? Like, certain yeah. things in those early days. But I'd be curious to look into this a little bit more, because, like, I didn't know if it was because it was a rental or not. Or in those days, I don't know if you just bought the movie and you just rented it out anyway. Like, who was, nah. I mean, who was auditing <laughs> this? So... Um, uh,
0: probably if you're if you're blockbuster, you you probably right because this is totally to a mom copies. and pop, yeah.
1: like video store. Um, so I don't know. I'd I'd have to like ask the question or or like kind of Google a little deeper. But I just thought that it's, was pretty
2: interesting. It's always interesting reading about like old, like you know, Magnavox released this you know video game console in like 1982. And you know, yeah, it cost four hundred and thirty nine dollars in nineteen eighty two money, and you're like, it would be twelve hundred dollars now. Right, it's now. so much. And how many right. of those things are like, yeah, y- you know, that it would be so much more expensive? And people complain about like this console that you know is basically a pretty okay PC cost me five hundred dollars. Right. But yeah, you know, video games too. Like I, I, I don't remember spending huge amounts of money on you know yeah. games but like i think all nintendo 64 games were 70 or most of them were um it seems to me that yeah, see, i don't that i nintendo don't remember at all because i was too young like we purchased
1: yeah. a few and uh, most of the stuff i bought was used like because in our town like the only place you're getting a game is that the video store like they'd have uh-huh. like their used uh their used games and like at blockbuster and then we had one other video store I think it was called like video update and then they got bought by hollywood video or, or something like that and so that's the only like that's the only place i bought games was used so i don't know how much like i don't remember being like oh that game was that that much i was too young
2: yeah and i i think it also you know the the landscape of how you game has changed so much since that time that you know like cliff and i always talk about like oh yeah you had like two games that you got each year and then you had right whatever you else you wanted to buy much like, much fewer games um, i i see people complaining about game pass like they only have you know said they're gonna or they've only released three games this month and people are like only right. three and it's like jesus christ how many games do you man? want <laughs> like, yeah like what first of all they're all persona games and those games are like 60 to 100 hours long like um, right but yeah you know it's it's Games were way more expensive back in the day than they are now, especially you know when you consider inflation, and sometimes even without inflation. Cliff just looks bored. No, no, I no, think no, he's no, deep no. in research.
0: Yeah, no, um, it is interesting to me. Well, it's it's strange to me. Like I, the other day, we looked at so the first computer Colby and I had was a Commodore sixty four. And I, I don't remember how much they cost, but you know they cost X in 1982, and we did the the math. It's like well over two thousand dollars these days. I'm like, how did my parents get the money to buy their five year old a two thousand dollar computer in 1982? Like, was my dad like selling drugs on the side or something? Because like we uh, we were not rich. We were like solidly like. Maybe it was originally six hundred dollars <laughs>
2: in nineteen
0: eighty two. Yeah, like that's a that's a ton of money in nineteen eighty two. So,
2: um, I also want to point out, just you know, apropos of nothing, but like I looked up, you know, how much uh, uh, Chrono Trigger was in nineteen ninety five, and it was eighty four dollars. And then I looked up the uh minimum wage in nineteen ninety five, and it's only three dollars less than it is now.
0: oh that's fine (laughs) Uh, maybe maybe more buying power and yeah 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 anyway uh (laughs) so cd project red let's talk about them for a minute um do you guys remember when they got like sued by their own investors, <laughs> like three I, years ago?
2: <laughs> they, I, just, I just added a, a an emoji somehow. I don't know how I did that to the.
0: All good. Yeah i I don't know. I don't know. Like I remember this happening. Like I mean, obviously we talked about in the podcast, and like Cyberpunk was such a just shit show when it launched. But I don't like. I can't quite pinpoint the time where Cyberpunk went from being like just horrible to it just won the like Steam Most Improved award. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so weird how 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 good of a job they did at flipping the narrative on on Cyberpunk. They did the same thing with Witcher though. Did they? The I don't remember three, that. Like I because Witcher, Witcher three, came, when it came out like
2: tw- was buggy
0: was it i yeah. i was like that was right when i started playing games again and so i wasn't paying a ton of attention to that so i didn't play the witcher until probably oh i didn't either but i've
2: heard from that many it was things, that it was it was a buggy mess and then they you know spent time just like fixing it and now it's you know yeah. the witcher 3 it's yeah yeah i
0: don't know uh, but anyway, so apparently, if you were a investor between January sixteenth, twenty twenty, and December seventeenth, twenty twenty, there was a lawsuit, and it ended up being they they made the the lawsuit was settled for one point eight five million dollars, which in the scale of like how many copies of Cyberpunk they sold is is not very many, but it's so interesting to me to watch that game go from being yeah. like just I mean it was terrible like that game did not i mean it's weird to me that a a triple a video game got pulled off of two uh game stores for performance for i don't even know how long like a long 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 time um but i mean dylan played it at the time it didn't have any problems and you just beat it and and like
2: i put 94 hours into it yeah, and and I, like I, you said, there are a couple of people playing
1: it right but... now, or playing it a second or third time, or whatever, and they're loving, yeah. like they love it, like
0: yeah, yeah. As soon as Colby sends it to me, I'm gonna play it. It sounds yeah. great. So. All right, I it's interesting to, to think no about
1: something where like this came to a lawsuit, but then like slightly down the road, it's like the game's fine, and it's like yeah, I don't know. We're in like this age where it's like it's kind of hard to like sh- wag your finger at the game when you invest in it because it's like look at No Man's Sky, look at Cyberpunk, it's like um, games don't just like live and die on release like they do have like an extended life period that can exist down the road or look like, or for example like Among Us, right? A game that like some amount of time later becomes like the biggest game in the world for some amount of time. So it's like, it's, it's very weird to me that like, I don't know, I guess that might be why the amount is just not like 1.8 million probably isn't that yeah. much to, in, in the scale of this. Tiny. Um, but like looking back, like, I don't know if this happened. Like, I don't know if it like got settled and then like, cause I imagine like if this conversation was now, you'd kind of be like, well, no, they're not really entitled. Good try, to but <laughs> like the game's fine. Like that was your risk involved uh with this, I guess. I don't know, but
0: makes me think that the right time to buy uh CD Project Red stock was probably like January 2021 like as it bottomed out after uh Cyberpunk right. came out and it's probably doing probably doing pretty okay right now, but Yeah. anyway, interesting. Uh, PlayStation 5 has announced that apparently the shortage is essentially over, which is great news for you if you would like to buy a PlayStation 5. December 2022 is the biggest month for PS5 sales uh, ever. They've sold apparently 30 million consoles, which considering how hard it's been to get one, 30 million seems like a... A pretty good amount. Um, I would like you to keep in mind too. This is the company that's trying to convince the FTC that Microsoft um, is <laughs> trying to take over the world by buying Call of Duty. Um, I don't. I don't. Maybe those two things aren't as um, as uh, tied as I think they are. But I guess if you want a PS5 and and you don't have one, you can go buy one of those big boys. And man, are they big uh playstation no i'm sorry steam uh if you have steam and you have accidentally installed all the games on your c drive i like it you you do some pc gaming dylan is this ever a mistake you make where you're like i'm installing games and then all of a sudden i'm out of hard drive space
1: oh yeah i run out constantly because <laughs> i don't have a particularly large hard drive so i constantly have to like un- swap in and things, out things which just pretty annoying
0: well, if you threw a second hard drive in your computer, you'd be happy to know that Steam can actually move games between hard drives for you. So um, I've done this in the past, but I've actually used like third-party software to do it, to move from C to D or D to E. Um, but apparently, if you go to uh, the settings part of Steam and then go downloads and click the uh, it's a it's a thing titled Steam Library Folders, which is probably why no one's ever like done this before. It allows you to just move games between uh, different drives on your computer that have Steam installed. So if you're sitting there going ah my C drive's full and wondering what you can do besides like deleting it and then having to re-download it, apparently Steam now has a built-in Uh, Game manager, which is like this happens to me literally all the time. It happens to my kid all the time You put a 500 gig SSD in your computer and those those are just not very large So next time you you have that problem I guess come back to this podcast and listen to it and and that's how you do it Uh, or check our show notes They'll be there too. So good to know Uh, Zenimax Which uh, if you do not know is a company owned by Microsoft. They are the parent company of Bethesda and Doom. Like, when, when Microsoft bought bethesda i said and of doom they are not the parent company of doom <laughs> they're the parent mm-hmm. company of id software uh, but when they bought all those things they didn't actually buy like eight individual companies they bought zeni which is the parent company of all of those uh, apparently their entire the entire zeni qa department which is 300 people uh, officially voted to join the ZeniMax workers united cwa <sighs> union which has already officially been uh, recognized by microsoft which is I don't know, I think it's the only time any of these unions have said, hey, we want to be a union and their company was just like, okay, cool, let's work this out. As opposed to Activision Blizzard who consistently fights the uh, folks within. (laughs) What
2: if we hire the Pinkertons?
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, like, have we thought about just breaking some knees and hiring scabs? So, anyway, uh, apparently Microsoft has been pretty great about this and uh, is excited to uh you know actually work with them in good faith so that's uh, not only is it cool that you know a huge number of people are now unionized in the video game industry which is something they absolutely need uh but the microsoft was actually pretty cool about it um for a, a big giant company like that's a, a pretty good thing to see so that is great um and finally um how many times do we have to say stop sending death threats to video game developers before? What
2: if they deserve it, oh Cliff? Have you ever considered that? <sighs>
0: yeah. How
2: about yeah. no death threats? Period.
0: Maybe that's a. Maybe you're right, Dylan. Maybe no one should have death threats. What about a nope. few death threats? No, for no death threats, For fun. No,
2: <sighs> no death threats to any like, real people. As a treat. As any real just like one or two death threats
0: <laughs> maybe everyone when snack. you're born you get one death threat yeah and you, you get only use one. it once yeah. <laughs> you have to be very very selective about who you send your death set threats to so uh, apparently this guy uh is the developer behind aether sx2 which is a ps2 emulator for android um and apparently it's very 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 good like people say like you know a couple years ago the android ps2 scene was just nothing and apparently this dude by himself has made it so you know ps2 games run on android hardware in a very very good way and uh, he said you know what it's just not fun anymore uh he said it was always meant to be a fun hobby for me not profit driven it doesn't make any sense to continue working on a hobby which isn't fun anymore uh thanks to everyone who wasn't a dick for the last year and he's like i'm just i'm just done so you know counterpoint
2: yeah what if it was better if i threatened him with a little bit of death
0: yeah you know what um, if it could
2: increase load times or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man it's it's one of those things that like i you just hear about too often and it's just ridiculous like i maybe it's just me but i can't imagine Anything that would happen where I'd like just like private message someone say like you're dead man like what what? What would cause you to do that like? I, can you think I don't of it even like,
2: like to DM yeah. people right? Yeah. I mean well part of it is like they're not
1: gonna read it anyway
2: Yeah, it's like, just ridiculous. Why, that's why you have know. to go to their
0: house. It's what I keep telling people <sighs> It's it's one of those things where like there are plenty of people. I hate but I'm not going to DM death threats to them. Mm. Like it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So There's a written history of it then. You have <laughs> right? To <do> it verbally. <laughs> right.
2: So that they, you know, if you just catch them in like you have an to send alley. It a carrier, It's right. a it's a he said she said kind of thing of that at that time. At the very like, least
0: your death threat should be like cut out from a newspaper and delivered like tied to a rock thrown through their front window. Go old school. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Dylan, help me get out of this dumbness. I think it's time for questions. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Henniger sent this question in via Facebook, which confused everyone. Like, <laughs> So me, Colby, and my wife uh, all like monitor our Facebook page. And uh, like Colby and my wife are like, Some- someone sent you a message into Facebook. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We like it when that happens. Anyway, Brian Henniger has the most interesting question, I think, I've ever been asked. He says that his ear, nose, throat doctor is that what that is? Fantastic! So. Thank you, Dylan. I only know because I know ear,
1: nose, throat doctor in Spanish. Oh, Um, fantastic. And it's very close to this. Very
0: good. Very good. Uh, His ear, nose, and throat doctor suggested I hum throughout the day to work on my vocal cords to prevent my chronic cough from acting up. I'm looking for good song recommendations that aren't too hard, nor ones that will stick in my head all day. Any suggestions? So... I'm hoping, first of all, that Brian works from home <laughs> um, because because <laughs> I worked with a guy who because I worked with a guy. <laughs> do you remember hum- when Brian listened to uh,
2: oh. the uh, Evanescence song for I think five hours straight?
0: Yeah, I do. I sh- wow. song. Yeah, so don't hum an Evanescence, Evanescence song. Can you can you guys think of like a good like humming song that would be like a you know a good place to start. The Darth Vader song. Can you hum that for us, Dylan?
1: No. Actually, that is a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, it is pretty good. Don't do that when your boss walks in. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone walks in.
0: We used to have a, a a guy that we worked with that we literally had that queued up, and when he'd walk into the room, we'd play it. He was like the I don't remember what his job at our company was. He was he was in the C suite though, and I don't think he appreciated it to be honest. So, uh, what what is that? What is another good? So that was that was a great poll, just out of nowhere, Call. That was a very good, very good one. I would uh,
2: just like I mean, like I I would say stick with like kind of eight bit, you know, kind of things. Yeah. Um, because I mean, first of all, they aren't they're really monotonous but they're good monotonous because i mean like if you're going to be playing something for five to ten hours and has three songs in it they kind of have to be good or else it's going to get really annoying um so you know legend of zelda uh final fantasy yeah um, those kinds of you know rpgs i think would be good um other other than that uh can we um, like can
0: we go like um like uh Mm-hmm. 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 yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i think that's a good plan good good answers people fantastic brian i hope uh i hope your chronic cough is alleviated by our humming suggestions this is like if i didn't know who who brian was because he's, he's asked questions of us before um i would think this was just a prank um But even if it is, it's fine. I love it. Our deacon wants to know if you are playing or want to play multiple games, so let's say you're playing a bunch of games at the same time, how do you decide which one you want to play? Colby, you probably juggle more games than us. How do you decide what game you're going to play next?
2: Well, if I am playing a game that, say, you occasionally, like, I don't know, put spears or swords through people's necks, I look around and go, is there a six-year-old around here? And if the answer is... Yes, I play a game where you perhaps do not put swords through people's necks.
0: Interesting. Very
2: um, interesting. I, I usually have two games, like one game I play while she's sleeping and uh, one game I play when she's around. So that's kind of how I choose
0: games. Interesting. No, that makes sense to me. Absolutely makes sense to me. Um. I personally try really, really, really hard to never play two games at the same time, um, because that's the absolute best way to never finish a game ever. Um, so, like right now, I am actually in the middle of two games, and it's not great. I'm playing Soccer Story and I'm playing The Swapper, um, and and that's not that's not great for me. It probably means usually that means one of two things. It's it's that one of those games is not good and i'm not going to finish it because i can't like drag myself in to actually to actually finish it which is the swapper at this point i'm sorry not the swapper is is soccer story the swapper is very good um but I, i just mostly i try not to do it um but you know stuff happens how about you dylan do you do you play two games at the same time and if so how do you how do you divide that time up i
1: think it's more i'll have like a multiplayer game that i'll play with friends and then balance that with some sort of single player experience usually more so than juggling more games Uh, or i'll usually have a switch game also like that i kind of have separate um just because if i want to lay in bed um i'm going to play my switch game um so that answers the question of how i how i choose um
0: that man that reminds me like that's first of all that's absolutely true as i often will play multiplayer and single player but it reminds me i'm also playing victor vron too mm-hmm. i got too many games <laughs> too many games guys all right uh, let's see, Rich's follow-up question. Uh, if you are dipping soft pretzels, let's say you get a delicious soft pretzel, are you going to dip it in cheese or mustard? Or I neither? Think I, neither? I think
1: I'm a mustard guy over cheese. Yeah, I think I'm too. Like, um, like, but sometimes, che- mustard can be, I like most mustards, but occasionally I find one that I'm not really into.
0: Um, so do you like fancy mustards or, or like, are are you like a yellow mustard person or like a Dijon?
1: (coughs) Both. Sure. Um, I mustard. I'm, I'm pretty particular. Like if I have a corn dog, I just put yellow mustard on it. But if I'm, I don't know, having a pretzel, it's probably going to be more on the Dijon side, like a fancier mustard. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes they get a little too fancy with it and it i don't know if it i don't know if it's too much of the actual mustard itself or they whatever they add to it to to give it the pizzazz um doesn't always um yeah' I doesn't like always... My
0: mustard chunky it's good
1: yeah i like so... i like i do like the big seeds and stuff yeah. in there um i'm pretty open to it um, yeah. mustard I'm... is to me mustard is the like best condiment i would say like it I use it for most things. Like, um, not really a ketchup person. Like, if I, have a, if I have a corn dog, it's like, it's mustard, like yellow oh. mustard.
0: You know what I like with corn dogs is I, I have mustard and ketchup and I mix them together and make like mm-hmm. a mustard. M- yeah. Mustard ketchup slurry. That's good I do stuff. like
1: mustard and ketchup for my corn dogs, yeah. but if I have to pick one, sure, yeah, mustard, pick mustard. Right, yeah, I can go that's usually <laughs> it. It's like if I only get one, I want like a mustard, hot mustard, honey mustard, sweet mustard. Oh, I
0: do like mustard. At the uh, at the American Pavilion in Epcot, um, there's a barbecue joint uh, that has like they have a, a bunch of kind of barbecue sauces you can you can try, and and they have a a really good mustard there. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's really good. So, what about you, Cole? Uh, if you I was going to say I don't I think like dipping cheese is kind of skeevy. I'm not a fan yeah, of it. Like, yeah, as
1: a kid it's fine, but then at some point you're like unless it's fondue, like I'm kind of out on
0: the the dipping cheese. I do love I fondue. Know. I do love fondue. Uh, I oh. don't do I don't do either
2: um i either eat my pretzels i guess dry yeah um or i get like a cinnamon and sugar one i do like a cinnamon pretzel
0: it's nothing wrong with cinnamon and sugar pretzels man nothing like jalapeno
1: cheese
0: yeah
2: i actually saw a tiktok on how to make your own soft pretzels and it looked real easy and i probably should not learn how to make soft pretzels
0: the honestly the hardest part about making soft pretzels is figuring out how to tie them um, it's a super simple dough, and then you just, like boil them for a little bit, and then bake them. Um, yep. Mom used to do it all. Not, I'm not gonna say all the time, but historically, our mother has made soft pretzels, <laughs> and they were delicious. So not hard. Um, I, I feel very similar about apple fritters. Like I, apple fritters do not look difficult to make, um, but I should not, absolutely not, should not know how to make apple fritters myself. That would be Dangerous knowledge. Uh, Alan S. Zero Skill wants to know which Donkey or Diddy Kong game uh, is your favorite. What's your favorite Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong game? Diddy Kong Racing. I don't think I've ever played that.
1: It's like I'm surprised there wasn't really another one of these. I know I've talked about it on in this podcast before, um, but it's it's definitely a rival to Mario Kart. Um, it is pretty much just as good but the interesting thing about diddy kong racing was there was actual variety um where mario kart has like dabbled in the like the different cars and bikes that handle a little bit differently and accelerate and top speeds faster or whatever diddy kong racing had airplanes cars and hovercrafts but they raced on the same track so there was water paths in which the hovercraft could go on and the The airplane, obviously, flew along the track or whatever, um, but would have different routes. But to have a game that you could have um, three different vehicles racing on the same courses was very cool. Um, I think the only other game recently that I can think of is, like, Motorstorm, I think, did this, where you had monster trucks, cars, and, uh, like, dirt bikes uh, racing on the same... um, tracks which was really cool because the uh the dirt bikes could squeeze through really narrow sections and like regular size sections a car might be able to fit to but the monster trucks would have to be in a certain they could only really go in the big path for the monster truck or whatever um and then there was also like the weather and mud effect so different vehicles would obviously handle different when you go into like the water and the mud that game was really cool too um i just think that's a that's an interesting thing that's not really explored a lot And it made for a very good game. There's other Donkey Kong games um, that I do like, but I'm just throwing that one out because uh, it's it's long missed on uh, the N64. Like I haven't played that in a long, long time.
0: That's uh yeah, I don't think I ever played that. That's fun. Um, How about you, Cole?
2: I don't know. Maybe the original Donkey Kong. Like I played like the what are the nintendo or super nintendo ones and they're country okay-ish yeah yeah and i'm not like a huge fan of the original donkey kong either it leads me to believe maybe i'm just not a fan of donkey kong games in general tropical
1: free donkey kong country tropical freeze was very good um that got re-released on the switch came out on the wii u um it's very solid. And to me, it's up there with like the Ray. Is it Rayman origins and legends? Yeah. Like those yeah. are really solid. I put donkey Kong tropical freeze kind of up with those. It, as far as the side scrolling platformer goes. Um, if you want to try again, I would recommend that one, but if it's just not your cup of tea, like if you haven't really enjoyed the donkey Kong country games, you're, I, it might not be for you, but I, I think it's very well done. And the music's fantastic. Um, as well as the game
0: looks pretty good too yeah i played that at comic-con oddly enough <laughs> um and thought it was pretty fun um but i didn't play much more than that so um I, I think i might be with you cole like i played the snes ones and they were fine um but i probably spent way more time like jumping over barrels as Mario than than anything else. Um, yeah. But again, like also with you, I've never quite understood the I've never quite understood the appeal of of Donkey Kong. Like I don't I don't have anything against him, I guess, but I I never quite figured out how he became like the like Pretty one iconic, of the like, 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 yeah like one of the alternate like Nintendo yeah. mascots. It never never really quite made sense to me. So. I would
1: love to see another three uh, D Donkey Kong. Um, yeah. Like Donkey Kong 64, I think that's what it was called.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I don't think I ever played that, so.
1: Yeah, I remember it being fun, but um, I think that would be fun to see um, another entry to that. Um,
0: It's probably going to be hard since, I mean, I guess, I guess, how does that work? So those were Rare games, but I guess Rare doesn't own the IP, probably? They must, uh, Nintendo must own the IP, and I don't know who made Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That's, actually, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Dylan will look that up while we ask our next question. Uh, Monotone Screaming wants to know: What's your favorite Smash Brothers character? Do you have a Do you have a favorite Smash character? Call?
2: So I'm going to choose the three funniest ones because sure. I've only played Smash Brothers for maybe a grand total of ten minutes. Yeah. So, Duck Hunt, in which you can apparently play as the duck and the dog from Duck Hunt. What? That's true. It's true. Yep. That's amazing. Ice climbers. Yes. Which you play
0: as the titular ice climbers, and they're like super OP too. I think, aren't they? Like, aren't they the were
1: on the GameCube version. Of yeah. Game. I don't know how that has been handled in um, consecutive iterations of the game.
2: Mister Game and Watch, <laughs> I'm <sorry>. the mascot <laughs> from the Game and Watch, love it. Um, Rob the the robot the original Nintendo robot Rob's thing. fun. Yeah. And then the Wii Fit trainer.
0: Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Those uh, are those
2: are my top, I don't know, 5 of um I've never played a, you know, Smash Brothers thing, but I find these funny.
0: I uh, I've played Smash for about an hour during extra life. I don't know, 20 20- <sighs> Nineteen probably. Dylan was there, um, and I don't remember anything. I was terrible at it, and I've never picked it up since. I I couldn't even tell you who was in it. So, um,
1: I'm surprised you didn't say Piranha Plant because Ooh, Piranha, Piranha Plant, Plant was is a added solid choice. As well, um, that's another funny one. Um, I I gravitate towards the big characters. So I like playing like Donkey Kong, um, Bowser, King Dedede, and uh, specifically in the newest um, uh, Smash Bros, they added King K. Rule, and he was probably my favorite to play in the new game. Um, I also there's also a couple other characters that I like like uh, Incineroar was pretty fun. so I like playing the Pokemon, too. I think those are always pretty fun. And then classics like Kirby. Um, I like a lot of the characters. I'm not a, I, I When I play Smash Bros, I like to often rotate through characters. I don't really pick one and really try to just, like dominate and like have my one character that i play like i think what's fun about smash bros is all the different characters especially with these new games that have a lot um i think the um, with all the dlc characters it looks like the smash bros is currently sitting at like 82 um which i think the n64 smash bros had like not that not very many at all i'm actually curious now that i say i i wanted to throw out a number but i was going to be really wrong um
0: (laughs) Um so now remind me do all Smash Brothers characters use the same move set like that's how it works right like once you know the moves like the the control like which buttons to push they all do something for all characters is that correct or do they have different moves per character
1: each character has pretty distinct moves um but um I can't remember exactly, but for example, like, the A button is going to be, like, your physical attacks, which for everyone is, like, punches and kicks. Sure. But then, like, the B button, I'm going to say, just for the sake of explanation, is, like, your special attacks. So this is going to be Kirby sucking up everybody and then getting their power or whatever right. or specific like link's gonna throw the boomerang and make yeah. the bomb so it's like down b makes the bomb so but that each button character... combo
0: has a an effect so, for every character. yes
1: so yeah. yeah you don't have unique combos like other yeah. fighting games where yeah uh kirby has unique combos necessarily but yes so each character is gonna have a down special a left right up special or whatever so it's kind of nice in that way that it's pretty simple, except there's still a lot of, I guess, <laughs> there. I mean, at a competitive level, it's still crazy, like strategy. Deep, yeah. um, and and then you also have pretty crazy maps um, compared to, I think, other fighting games that is like you fight on a pretty standard battleground, I guess. Yep. Um. Why doesn't it just give me a count here? <laughs> I don't know how many. Um okay. Yeah, they started with twelve characters in the N sixty four game. Um, then Melee had twenty six, uh thirty nine for Brawl, um and then Um the current one, which has like eighty two or whatever. So Looks like maybe even more. Maybe that wasn't up to date. It looks like 76 plus 13, which would be 89, which is even more. Um,
0: anyway. It's crazy. It's so crazy. A lot of characters. A lot of characters. Uh, let's see. We'll talk cheap free games real quick. Uh, Epic Games this week is First Class Trouble. It's a game where players work together and against each other to survive a disaster. The goal is to shut down a deadly AI. Some players are imposters secretly playing as human being. Looking killer robots intended on betraying other players. So it sounds kind of a among us deception type game. Might be fun. Uh great when those are free. Uh Game Pass has not announced a new drop in the last essentially month. Um and so we're just kind of skidding into the extra month with a uh, the end of the month with just a bunch of games that were already released. So it doesn't look like there's gonna be another X Box game pass announcement until early february uh so i'll just tell you the same games i've told you the last three weeks persona 3 portable january 19th on cloud console and pc uh, persona 4 golden january 19th on console pc and cloud uh monster hunter rise january 20th on console and pc age of empires 2 definitive edition uh that's january 31st on console and cloud uh inculinati uh comes out january 31st on cloud and pc something tells me i i think i i yeah, Inculinati's. Uh, it looks very, very similar to. Um, oh man, that game I just finished. Uh, pen. Pen. Shoot. Ultimate. Yeah, penultimate. No, close. <laughs> anyway, that game from Obsidian that I just finished um, looks very similar to that. It's an ink-based strategy game from medieval manuscripts. So I, I don't know. It's kind of weird that we've had two of those in the last four months and never had one of those before now. Uh, and then RoboQuest is coming sometime in January, probably, to console. Uh, Prime Gaming, if you did not grab these already, The Evil Within 2, which is, I believe, the better of The Evil Within games, is out, uh, is for free. Uh, Chicken Police Paint It Red is available, Faraway 2, Breath Edge, Beat Cop, which was supposed to be pretty good, actually, um, and Lawn Mowing Simulator, which people like, which is weird to me. Have you have you mowed a lawn yet, Carl? I have. Did you enjoy mowing a lawn?
2: Um, I, it was one of those ones that I was going to try on PC Game Pass because the the controls on the Xbox felt like just slightly off enough sure. that it it kind of annoyed me.
0: Now you could get it for free on Prime Gaming. Uh, woo! woo. Uh, I was just happy that my allergies weren't as bad mowing on my my PC <laughs> as they were in real life. Um, All right, well that I think wraps us up for this week thank you for hanging out with us we are Bite Me Podcast you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com you can join our discord at bitemepodcast.com slash discord you can follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.com slash bitemepodcast you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast and Dylan bite me